0: Hello and welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving the conversations you have about money and marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined today by the lady I want to spend my golden years with, Heather.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Heather, would you be able to remind everyone how they can contact us if they have questions or want to share some comments with us? You
1: bet. We'd love to hear from people. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money.
0: Well, thank you so much. Well, we have a great show planned for today. Um, once again, we come back to one of my favorite topics. This is retirement <laughs> planning. You know, Woo-hoo! this is right in the saver's wheelhouse.
1: I know, I feel like you're pretty
0: excited. I have day. been pumped up about this one. I knew we were doing it this week, and so I have just been like ecstatic ready for
1: Not today. Not sure I'm going to get many words in on this one, <laughs> but that's okay.
0: You're going to have to shut me up or uh, <laughs> knock me upside the head or something if I could get off talking too much it's on my to monologues. to hear the
1: wisdom from you today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or wisdom, or rants, whatever that might be. Uh, but before we jump into that, Heather, uh, what is happening? How are you feeling these days?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because the years are winding down. Here we got a couple of weeks till the end of the fifth, end of the calendar year, should fiscal. Sorry, I'm an accountant. Um, you know, and normally at this time of year, I feel like people start to let things go. You get crazy with holidays, and there's lots of parties and. You know, it's just kind of chaos. And, and then, you know, you start fresh in January. January 1st comes. You have all these goals and people start going to the gym and they have all these resolutions. And so this year, since it's a little bit of an odd year and it's not really looking like a typical December for us, I'm trying to finish the year strong. I want to, like, go in to the end of the year strong with some of the good habits I've started this year stay on it so that when i come to january it's just continuing so i'm continuing to walk every day i'm still trying to eat less and drink less so i'm trying to trying to stay on these habits to start the year going into the end of the year and continuing versus you know taking a big change in january
0: that's a good reminder to all of us i think that we need to um continue keep that momentum up right and don't ease up the gas as you're going into the end of the year going into the holidays and such. Yeah, and I think for me, I, as far as finishing the year strong, I think it really means, um, like you said, continuing a lot of the things that we've started, like starting this podcast, I think was fantastic. And I wanna, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing that and and keeping that going. Um, and thinking about the future, you know, it's been really hard, I think, for for me to yeah. think about what what is after this whole coronavirus pandemic look like? Um, you know, this whole thought of travel. And I need to remember, no, I need to hold on to that. I need to hold on to, yes, I'm going to travel again. Yes, we we should think about and plan our vacations and not get, try not to get too discouraged by that. And yeah. so, especially now that a vaccine is is in process, I think, uh, yeah, finish strong.
1: Yeah. I think people are ready for 20, the need of this year to be over and put <laughs> to bed and move forward. So that's a good, good comment. Hopefully people are having hope and, Looking to the future and positive, positive thoughts and excitement.
0: Exactly. So retirement, planning for retirement, Heather. It's a little bit about the
1: future. That, that, I, I mean, wish it was the, the present, that's the g- <laughs> I guess that's we're the g- planning and working towards it.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're, we're always working towards it. And what, so one of the things about retirement or the future is that whether or not you're planning or working towards it, it's coming for you. So yeah, be, be ready for it. So old age comes for all of us. I don't know and,
1: I don't know what you're talking about. I well, refuse the, I'm just, not getting old.
0: Just because you don't look older, just because you still look like you're 20 years old, it doesn't oh, mean you okay. actually are 20 years old. And whether we want to work or not, um, it's possible you won't have that choice someday, right? Eventually, illness may strike or a disability may strike or something might prevent you um, outside of your own plans from working. And so it's good to be ready for that.
1: Yeah, I feel like, again, like I said, I think you're pretty excited. Um, First of all, you'd love to save. I love um, to save. If you didn't know, he's the saver. It might be my
0: favorite thing in the world. It might be.
1: And then (laughs) second, I feel like you've been talking about retiring from work since the day I I met you.
0: Really from the day I started working or before (laughs) I started working.
1: Is that the thing you were excited? The most thing I'm excited about working is stopping working. But I'm not really sure what you're going to do when you retire, but I know you're really looking forward to getting out of the grind. But I remember when we met with our financial advisor for the first time to talk about goals, and he asked about what we wanted our retirement to look like and how soon that would be. And I remember David was like, as early as possible, I'm fine living in a cardboard box. And I was like, uh, cardboard <laughs> box is not going to work for me. We're going to need to work through that. So we've, we've come a long way. We've from, had a couple
0: conversations since the cardboard box days, yeah. right?
1: You know, and, and also, you know, I'm a bit, a bit older, just a smidge older than David. So I will obviously be able to retire a couple of years before him, now, based I don't, on age. What
0: happened to combining finances, <laughs> to becoming one, and us sharing in all of this? So does
1: that mean I'm really your age then, or how does that work with age?
0: <laughs> well, I guess we haven't resolved that question yet. Maybe that's a question we'll have to talk about off off air. But yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, and. One of the things that that I think about a lot is, as we're talking about why it's important, is to to save. Is that we need to be able to to save for ourselves. We can't rely on the government. Yes, Social Security is nice. It might be out there by the time you retire, or if if it is available, it's not going to be, and it probably will be available, but it's not going to be a large amount of money. You can't plan to live off of that that amount of money.
1: What is Social Security that you talk about? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I obviously pay a lot into it, but um, yeah, it is just it's just hard to trust with how broke our government is. I mean, I hope you know that it remains and it's out there, but yeah, I don't think it's the only thing to put your hope and trust into counting on that.
0: Right, and you might have family. Maybe you have kids that you think will be able to take care of you someday. Maybe your kid's going to be a, a rich doctor or lawyer, and they'll be able to take care of you. That could happen. Um, but it almost also might. Be be that your rich kid doesn't want to take care of you or who knows you know unexpected things happen
1: yeah that is obviously not gonna work for us as we have no kids <laughs> however my master plan um, that's why I want to buy a duplex with my sister when we retire so that when her kids come to visit her they visit us too
0: and then they can wipe they don't our forget butts about us. that's right yeah,
1: yeah. and and really making it, uh, it convenient on them and no, no, no. Making it easy for if, them. if they're coming
0: by to wipe your sister's, right. butt, they might as well wipe ours while we're They'll there have to make a special stop <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the b- main reason is that retirement years really should be the best years of your life.
1: These are the best days of my
0: life. <laughs> uh, hopefully it won't be. <laughs> hopefully I'll be retired before the summer of 69. <laughs> <laughs> <He's gone. laughs> That's a few years out yet. Um. But so if they're going to, if they want to make them the best years of your life, you need to be saving and be prepared for it. Um, So how do we, how do we start doing that? How do we get ready for, for those years? Well, my mentality has always been that you're never too young to start. Like saving early is, is the best thing to do. I know I, I heard early on, like the power of compounding interest and get, start, Enjoy. Start putting that money away. And one of the main concerns with doing that, of course, is that you're going to miss out on the funny of your youth. Right. You're you're if you're saving all your money, you're not maybe going out with your friends as much. You're not going out for drinks. You're not doing. It's always it's a lot of saying no.
1: And that I would be honest. This is what I struggle with. I've struggled with the balance of enjoying life now, but also being responsible and saving for the future. It totally is balancing act. But I agree with you that you're never too young. I remember when I first started, when I started my first real job and had a 401k at work, I just started putting something in it. I, I, may, I can't even remember now, maybe it was 10% or something like that without really understanding what I was doing, but it was a start. And I don't think I realized that I could start saving for retirement. This is, this is kind of funny, but I don't think I realized that I could start saving for retirement unless I had a real job and a retirement account at that job. Okay, I was not very bright when it came to investing. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that I'm any smarter, which is why it's good I'm not in charge of our investments. But I just had this mentality, it was like, oh, until I'm an adult and working but I think you're right. I mean, I and, think you can start as early and I, as you want.
0: Conversely, like I started my first Roth IRA when I was I was a freshman or a sophomore in college. Um, and
1: I'd never heard those words. I probably thought it was a government like
0: uh, uh plea- I, I learned about it Agency. from from friends who were who were starting it as well, and, and it was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that was a thing, but I am in and I am doing it, so I, I thought that was that was pretty important. Um, but yeah, so um, w- w- one of the other reasons why it's so important to to be saving early is that you know every every dollar you save uh, is another is significantly larger than than you, you might think. So one of the things that I thought of very much so when I was earlier or, or younger, but um, I still think about today to a, to a lesser extent is that there is a real cost to spending a single dollar today. So like when you're 22 years old, if you plan to retire at 65, you have 43 years to save. And so if you were to save an extra dollar rather than spend that dollar at 22, you would, at a five percent interest rate, you'd have a, a, approximately seventeen hundred extra dollars on the day you retire. Now, for every dollar that you save, now that doesn't take into account um, in, uh, inflation, or or this is saving an extra dollar every month, okay, a dollar a month, so twelve dollars a year, like that. It, it's not a lot of money, but it makes a huge difference. Wow. And so now, as I've gotten older, of course, that number decreases, so it makes it a lot lot simpler. So now I'm 41 and that number is closer to around $480. I'm really glad I,
1: I'm really glad I didn't know that one in my 20s worried about that.
0: Well, just kidding. So (laughs) now you don't want to, you don't want to get too obsessed with it, right? Like you could take that to an extreme. So there's some people
1: that have taken it
0: to extreme. So I talked about in the past, like, (laughs) these are the thoughts that go through my head. I talked in a past previous episode about how I didn't want to buy a battery pack. Right? Welcome
1: um, to David's world. And
0: because I think about it, I'm like, oh, that $20 battery pack, if I was saving that 20 bucks, I could spend 20 bucks every month on something, or I could have an extra 20 times, I don't know, 20 times 400, an extra $8,000 in retirement. Oh, my goodness. Do I want a battery pack worth of spending every month or $8,000 in retirement? I want that $8,000 in retirement. And th- that's how I think about things. It doesn't make sense, but... Don't get hung up on that. Nope. You need to balance life, um, but that's the mentality of the saver. Sure, sure. Uh, so anyway, so um,
1: so we said when we said you should start as early as you can. But when when in your financial journey should you really be focused on? Really focused on retirement savings?
0: Well, first you really need to get out of debt. If you're in debt, right? So if you're in debt, you're not going to get out. You. you having debt is going to slow down your retirement anyway. So get out of debt first, pay off your debts, build up your emergency fund, that three to six months of expenses, um, should anything terrible happen. and And then start saving for your retirement after that.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Well, while it is important, as we're saying, and you should start as soon as you can, You also need to get your financial house in order first. You got to get that house. You got to get things put away. You got to get things cleaned up before you start, you know, working on that. So get out of debt, start saving, put your emergency fund away or start putting, yeah, have your emergency fund in place and then start saving for retirement.
0: And notice how I didn't say start your kid's college fund.
1: Oh, snap.
0: I know we talked about college not too long ago, but- Start saving for retirement. Then, once you've got the, the, those fundamentals covered, then start throwing some money at the kids' college. Um, so, to do this, uh, there are a few ways you can do this, right? You you could you could hire a financial advisor, you can, or you can do this on your own. Um, you ultimately, though, you need a brokerage account, right? You need to you need a way to be able to uh, to be able to invest. So, a brokerage account. What that is is it's. It's just an account that lets you buy and sell stocks, bonds, mutual funds. And it's different than a bank account, um, but it's a it's a starting point for you to be able to uh, invest in.
1: Yeah, you need to have your money invested in something that will grow more than just interest on a savings account in a bank. I remember when I was a kid and my parents would take me to the bank and I would buy CDs at the bank for my savings. And I thought that was so great, and I was making so much money. Yikes! And not it, so much. Well, back it's then better the than 80s, a savings account. That's true, and
0: in the eighties, they actually it, did have. It good wasn't interest too bad, but. but at
1: least I was savings, but not great. Yeah. But for your retirement fund, you want it in, like David said, in a brokerage account, in, investing in, in investments.
0: Correct. Yes, you want to be able to to grow that money in. Um, you know, especially looking at mutual funds, even if you don't know much, if you're investing in a, a good uh, long-term growth mutual fund, it's, it's not gambling. I know early on in my life, I also felt like investing was gambling because you don't know if it's going up or down, but um, these mutual funds are managed by, by people that, that know what they're doing.
1: Yeah, that, or like you said, you can have your own brokerage or account you, and you can manage it yourself.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: So we recommend if you're getting started to try to start with 15% of your income, if, if you can handle that. Um, and there are options for retirement accounts, so you can actually use. A lot of employers will have retirement accounts, or you can get them. So let me try to explain the, what a retirement account is versus the investments. Let me try to lay this out. Please a, do. A retirement account is like a taco. <laughs> these tax benefits. So these accounts and these tax accounts, the these accounts, retirement accounts. Their tax benefit accounts, they're like the shell. Okay. So you can have a hard shell taco, Ooh. you can have a soft shell. Oh, can, I do love a good could get soft shell. You can get a burrito shell. bowl or just a salad, corn or flour. There's lots of options for your taco
0: shell. Let, let's leave the, the taco salad a, 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 alone. Okay. Let, let's not get there. So you may not <laughs> want to. Do.
1: There's lots of options. There's no wrong way to taco, but that <laughs> is just the carrier. Right. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing in it. When you get a, you just have the shell. There's nothing in there. There's nothing. That's not the taco. Right. So then you add in the investments. The investments are the meat, right? You could put ground beef. You could put chicken, pork, veggies, tomato, cheese, salsa, a little hot sauce, whatever you want. A little want. bit of everything. Right. Just mix it all up. So those are the investments. So those can be mutual funds. They could be real estate, bonds, individual stocks those are your components of the taco. but the shell is the type of um, tax benefit account like a Roth IRA or a traditional ROA or our IRA, or your 401k, your employer, or if you work for the government a 401b, that is kind of the shell of it. So there's different types of shells. Um, and like I said, usually your work will have one even if you work for the government. Um, employers can also offer pension plans but those have kind of gone away Um, also if you are self-employed don't fret because you can do these on your own you can do an IRA a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA Um, so there's pros and cons to all of these Uh, the difference is with a traditional IRA your money goes in before you pay taxes and grows tax-free but then when you start taking the money out when you start pulling out that meat and cheese out of the taco and eating it, you have to pay taxes on it. Now, a Roth IRA, you put the money in after you've paid taxes. So you've already taken some out of that, paid the taxes. It also grows tax free in in that um, account. And then you don't pay taxes when you take it out. So there's kind of the differences. Now, there are pros and cons to each of these. There's also lots of all sorts of rules on tight ty- on amounts and contribution limits and everything and and your age. So, you know, do some research. We're not going to get into all of that right here, but we just kind of wanted to give you an overview of what those different options are and how to think about it.
0: So do you have a favorite approach? Is there a, a general right approach for people or do they need to talk to their advisor about this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you should do some research on your own, but we recommend a variety of mutual funds to spread the risk. Uh, so we don't invest in individual stocks. It's very high risk. Bonds don't get a lot of um, earnings potential. So we just try to focus on a on variety of mutual funds. And we
0: we do that just because it's it's stable. It's, it's a, a more secure, safer way approach. Right. And, and we do that through our financial planner.
1: Right. A lot of people do like to invest in real estate. And that's a great option too, especially when you go to retirement. You know, that's... Um, You know, that's an investment that will hopefully grow in value and then we'll have an income stream that comes off it if you rent it out or whatever. So, um, like I said, there's no wrong way to taco, um, (laughs) but you all should eat tacos. So we'll post some um, articles in the links that kind of explain a little bit more about the different types of carriers, shells, as well as... um, the, the goodies inside of these shelves
0: and I love tacos so who does and, and and the bigger taco the better so yeah. I'm all about let's make that taco big and meaty
1: and you can have several tacos right you can have your you can have our right. IRA you can have a 401k exactly
0: love it so how big does that taco need to be before we Ooh, retire
1: snap are you asking me what my number is? I'm not going to share. With you. I'm not <laughs> going to share with you my weight. That's private.
0: <laughs> well, that that's okay. Fair enough. But but I think um, it's worth talking about uh, how you calculate how you people could go about calculating that number. And um, we we addressed a question about this several episodes back. But I, I'm just going to go through it in a little bit more detail here. So. Um, it lets, I think it all comes down to, as we mentioned before, it comes down to what What do you think your expenses are gonna be in retirement? And as you're thinking about what your expenses are gonna be, you need to think about what are my expenses today? And then what are my expenses going to be when I'm not spending all my time at, at my job? So on the weekend, am I spending more money than I am now? Um, when I'm retired, am I going to have my house paid for? Hopefully, <laughs> so So maybe I won't have that that mortgage to pay. Um, so s- some expenses are going to go up, some expenses are going to go down, um, but let's for for the sake of argument, I, I read an article at one point from a couple of years ago that said um, happiness is is generally peaked when households have about seventy five thousand dollars of income. So let's theoretically say seventy five thousand of income after taxes. So they say seventy percent of of your income is about what you should target for um, for retirement. So let's that's about fifty thousand. Let's call it about fifty thousand. Okay. Okay. So th- there's a, a rule of thumb um, that's out there that came around from this nineteen ninety eight Trinity University study that said you should ha- target having twenty five percent of your or twenty five times your expenses for retirement assets, and then withdraw from that at a 4% rate each year. So the theory being, is that if you're withdrawing 4% every year from that 25%, 25 times your expenses, you're withdrawing all your expenses every year. And then theoretically, your principal's growing at more than 4%. So it, it goes in perpetuity, right? Um, and and so you can argue, maybe that's too much or too little, um, that's fine. But essentially then what we'd be saying is that, um, this would then get you to at uh, 50,000 dollars times 25 that's 1.25 million so that's not a small number
1: that's a big number that's a that's massive number that's a lot number. of numbers that's there's seven digits in that number that's a big just number in case people couldn't
0: count so i would highly recommend making make sure that that number is real right so understand what do you really need because maybe that maybe you don't need 50,000 but it's a it's a round number to talk to so that's why i'm using it here um, but if if you were to start working at, and start saving at 22 years old, like let's say you go to college and you're saving right out of college and you are retiring at, at 43, or a- after 43 years at age 65, that would be $710 a month that you would be saving for 43 years to get there. Wow. So, I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, it, it feels, it feels more realistic later in your life and, and
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's hard to think of when you're starting out, right? Because your income is gonna grow as you progress in your career and your life. And so you might start out at a lower amount and then in the later years, you know, you might be able to keep adding. So that's just saying if you take it over, right? But correct. if you could start out lower and then
0: and then ramp it up. Yeah, so, exactly. so you don't need to start out at seven hundred ten dollars right. a month. You you might start out at a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. And then as your career progresses or whatever, you, you ramp that up. Um, but again, it's important to remember now the in, uh, inflation in this. So like, if, if you think about it, when, if you were 22 to today, in 43 years, $10 of spending $10 today is going to be worth approximately $5 and 60 cents in 43 years. Now I, I base that off of a, uh, a calculator, an inflation calculator that I'll, I'll include links to in the show notes, but um, that's nearly cut in half. So inflation is, is pretty powerful. So target what you think you'll need for your expenses at the time of your retirement, not your expenses today. Right. I think that's an important piece as well.
1: Right. So there's a lot of assumptions go into it and, and it can evolve. Like as we talked about our coming up with our number, right? Right, it's changed and evolved throughout the years. But like, just like all of the decisions we make, you know, we each say a number and then we do rock paper scissors, and <laughs> you know, best two out of three. Just like all major or, decisions in a marriage should be determined that way. Or
0: we could talk to talk about logic, and then of course my answer. Then wins. you
1: always win. It's I'm, not fair. I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. actually
1: more realistic. Was you started really high and I started low, and then we meet somewhere in the middle. It's like basic negotiations. <laughs>
0: But no, it is it's good to see it's good to actually think about okay, what what how much money am I going to need to pull out every year? And if I want to pull out at a rate of 4%, how what is what is that number that right. gets me to 4%? Are you married
1: to Heather Prale who likes to go on nice vacations and eat out or are you married to David Prale who will only buy socks for the whole year? Is his only clothing purchase? Well, so $20 of
0: clothing in a year is not unreasonable. <laughs> Come on a $20 clothing budget per year, I I think you can get a shirt every year. You can get a sock, package of socks every year.
1: But once you have that, again, it is something that you should continue to track your progress against it and check in on. So, you know, make sure that that goal is still the right goal. And if not, adjust it. But the most important is make sure you have a plan. Life, life's going to happen and changes will need to happen as you go. You might have just decided to have kids or jobs change or whatever. So you need to check in on it. We recommend at least on an annual basis. We usually do it once a year and set it kind of for the year. But if something major happens, you know, obviously you can come up with it during your monthly budget committee to talk about if there's changes you need to make or adjustment.
0: And when you're doing that check in, I know it's tempting to say, oh, well, I ha- this is my house and I have my house paid for and all of that. So so that counts towards my retirement. Well, maybe it does if you're gonna sell your house when you retire, right. but you're gonna need some place to live. And so, if you're planning to downsize, sure, count the difference between what you're planning to downsize to and your current home in that number to see how you're tracking. If you're not planning to downsize, just be aware that that you're still gonna need a place to live.
1: Yeah, and I think people forget that even once you, because small people have a house payment, that once you have your house paid off, you're not, there's still expenses. You still have tax, property taxes. Ta- They'll go still up every have year. insurance. You know, so there are still expenses, even if you own your home, that aren't insignificant.
0: And your expenses go up every year, just right. like everything else. Just because you retire and stop bringing in money doesn't mean that um, the government and, and others won't charge more every year. So be ready for that.
1: All right. So we want you to continue the discussion at home. Sit down with your spouse, your significant other. Um, have a dreaming, a goal-setting discussion of what you want your retirement, your golden years to look like. Put some stretch goals out there and then build your retirement plan to go after it. Set up a brokerage account if you haven't done that yet and start saving today if you're debt-free. If you're not debt-free. <laughs> Important
0: caveat right there. I'm glad you threw that in.
1: <laughs> so, David, what are you most excited about for retirement? Oh, Besides most. spinning. spending 24 hours
0: a day with me. No joke. That is number one on my list.
1: Stop it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. I don't know. I like hanging out oh, with you. Man. And I don't get enough time. I never get enough time. So I'm looking forward to spending more time with you. But w- when I... So thinking about this, um, the things that I'm most excited about, I'm excited about spending time with you. I'm excited about finding new purpose and, and having something new to be driving towards other than the future and, and the and achieving retirement. I'm excited about doing more travel. I'm excited about not having to think about, you know, this this preparing for retirement. I'm excited about the freedom that comes with being able to do other things and doing things because I wanna do them, not doing things because out of obligation, because, oh, I've gotta do this because this is my job or because there's this expectation. And thinking about this now, it makes me wonder how many of these items Um, do I actually need to wait for retirement on? How many of these, could I start leaning into a little bit earlier, like spending more time with you or maybe You've gotten
1: plenty of time with me this year.
0: Travel, could I do some travel? Could I find some purpose outside of what I'm currently doing and and involved in? so things like that, like, can I start leaning into those things a little bit earlier? Do I really need to wait for retirement? And I don't think, I think the answer is no, I don't have to wait for retirement on those right.
1: things. Right. And that kind of goes back to the whole balance, right? Of enjoying right. enjoying your life now, not not living so that you're just future focused on the retirement, but living it now. And but that doesn't always mean money. It can mean exactly. like, where you're spending your time.
0: Exactly. And being the saver and being so forward, always looking forward, that's something that's been a challenge for me to to think about. And so anyway, it's a good challenge for me to, like uh, well, to be it's looking forward to coming up to, to our that.
1: setting our goals for next year. Yes, I it is. you should think about that.
0: <laughs> so what are you looking forward to?
1: I am looking forward to sleeping in every day. <laughs> or at least I should say not setting an alarm. I hate that thing so much. Um, but no, actually, I, re- I actually really enjoy working. And people who know me, and David, David can confess to this, I, I do really like working. So I'm a little terrified that I'm going to die if I stop working. No, I've, I've heard too many stories about
0: people.
1: <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, and, and you, don't you don't have to
0: stop. You It can change. It right. doesn't have to stop.
1: Right. Which is, you know, which is why, again, I want to enjoy life to the fullest now. But, but with all seriousness, I do look forward to slowing down a bit. So maybe using, like you said, continuing to use my talents for something with less pressure. So maybe working as a finance leader at a nonprofit or teaching accounting at a college or Hey, maybe teaching couples about personal finances.
0: Ooh, I would like to do that. (laughs) That sounds fun. How do we get involved with that? (laughs) Let's see if we can make that happen. Oh, well, thank you so much for the discussion today, Heather. I appreciate it. It was really valuable for me just to hear your thoughts on this and reconnect and, and share some stories about where we've come from and the conversations we've had. I think that about wraps it up for us today. Um, We'd love to hear from you on how your conversations about money have gone or to take your questions on a future episode. So please email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes as that will continue to help us reach more people. Thank you once again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you are a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the